0: You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome to the Collegian Weekend Review. Here are your hosts, Maddie Welsh and Lawrence Scott. Welcome back to the Collegian Weekend Review, where we give you an inside look into Michigan's oldest college newspaper. I'm your host, Lauren Scott, and unfortunately, my co-host, Maddie Welsh, is not able to join me today, so it will just be me performing all the interviews. Today, I will be interviewing Logan Washburn, the city news editor of The Collegian, and I will be asking him about the Meet the Candidates forum that was held in Plaster Auditorium on October 24th. I will also be asking him about the construction of roads in Hillsdale County and how they are actually improving despite the lack of assistance from state government. I will also be talking to Isabella Helms, a collegian reporter, about Hillsdale Community Thrift's involvement in nonprofit organizations. She also wrote an article about a trunk or treat event that happened at the Hillsdale County Fairgrounds. And so she'll be giving us an update on how the turnout was there. And lastly, you will be hearing from me about one of our top stories this week about a student documentary called. Hillsdale Student, American Hero, How Elizabeth Smith Friedman Beat the Mob and Won the War. This is Lauren, and I'm interviewing Logan Washburn, the City News Editor of The Collegian. He is going to tell us about a Meet the Candidates forum uh, that was held in Plaster Auditorium at Hillsdale College on October 24th. Logan, why don't you start off by telling us what candidates were there and what they're running for?
1: Hey, Lauren, it's great to be here. Um, so it was a great event. I got to moderate. Um, so the candidates that were there included um, Mayor Adam Stockford. His opponent, Rondi Butcher, didn't show up to the event. Um, she declined our invitation. Um, and then we had Gary Wolfram versus Cindy Merritt. Her name is Cynthia, but she goes by Cindy. They're running in the city council for Ward 4, and we also had Joshua Palladino, a college alumnus and a graduate student um, who's running for city council Ward 3, and his opponent is Penny Swan. So we had a total of three races. Um, it was a town hall event, so it wasn't necessarily a debate type thing, but um, it was great because we got to have residents come, ask questions, ask um, and really get that personal connection between the leadership and the town.
0: What was the format of the forum?
1: So the forum was a town hall style. We essentially started out with um, Mayor Stockford because he was the only one that um, didn't have his opponent show up and um, he's the mayor so it made sense. So we started with him um, and each candidate got 10 minutes to answer questions from the audience. So we um, started with Mayor Stockford and then we moved to um, Paladino and Swan, and then we moved to Wolfram and Merritt.
0: I know that the homeless population, um, as well as explicit library books, uh, were some of the things that were talked about. What did Mayor Stockford have to say about these things?
1: So um, the explicit library books didn't come up much with Mayor Stockford. That was more a Paladino and Swan issue. Um, but homelessness came up very consistently throughout the night with um, pretty much every race. And every candidate had to address it in some manner. And I think that reflects that a lot of residents are dealing with its impact, but all of the candidates realized that there is an issue in the city and that they need to do something different. Um, some of them recommended more funding, um, but for the most part, it was oriented around community support of these individuals, drawing them in, giving them the resources they need and the support to get back on their feet and back into the workforce. Um, That was generally agreed upon, but people had different approaches to that. Um, Mayor Stockford specifically discussed how he's already been trying to address it and the struggles that he's dealt with. He has plans going forward that he hopes to continue trying, and he hopes to work with the city council to do that.
0: What were some of the points brought up by Palladino and Swan about the explicit library books? Was there... Agreement here, or were there different ways to go about this between the two candidates?
1: So we really did minimize the amount of conflict that was there, but um, overall there is a lot of disagreement. So um, Joshua Paladino, um, he is part of the library' leadership, um, or at least he was at the point um, that this controversy happened this um, last summer. but he saw several objectionable books in sections that were accessible by children. Um, He named three in particular. One was The Hate You Give, and then another was Fifty Shades of Grey, and the other was Lolita. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey and Lolita were found in a mixed adult and children's banned books display at the library, he says, and The Hate You Give was found in a section of banned books marked for ages 12 and up. Um, He objects to the material in these books because they can be overly sexual. They can promote obscenity, um, and so those were his main issues with the books. Penny Swan says that she is against book bans, um, and she's labeled these attempts at creating a book categorizing system as book censorship, and that's how she perceives this issue. Um, She takes issue with the fact that Palladino wants to limit controversial content in the library, and during this event, she mostly emphasized the fact that she thinks parents should decide what their children read. And she thinks that the library shouldn't be very involved in moderating that content.
0: What did Gary Wolfram say about his proposed tax system?
1: He is someone who has a lot of experience when it comes to economics. He's been Michigan's deputy state treasurer in the past, and he served as an advisor to Senate Republicans. Um, So he's hoping to take that expertise and bring it back to Hillsdale. So in his introduction, he already got straight to the numbers and he discussed revenue sharing, which is essentially when the state takes the money, I believe, in sales taxes that it gets from local municipalities, counties, things like that, and that it then um, doles it back out to them. He's saying that the state has sh- has stopped sharing that money um, in recent years, in maybe the last decade. And he recommended that we be in communication with them and really push for them to start sharing our local money back with us. So he's hoping that will address the road repairs. And he has a lot of expertise in that area. So that's something he focused on a lot. And he was really adamant that he has good experience in that particular area.
0: There was a Hillsdale County Republican Party official that was removed from the meeting. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this?
1: Yeah, so this was a very interesting aspect of the meeting is I was up at the front with Cory Murray from the Hillsdale Daily News. Um, John Smith, the county Republican's secretary, he was the original um, secretary of the America First leadership, um, the one that disavowed candidates a while back, and um, they are involved in this party split. So Cory Murray got a text from John Smith, and apparently Smith had been kicked out of the event by security. but I can't go into much more detail regarding that um, because of its controversial nature. But I can say that there was no altercation at the event, and that the concerned individual took those actions as a precaution.
0: In the city news section, there was a separate article written about the conditions of roads in Hillsdale. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about this article? I know that there's uh, they're seeming to improve despite the little assistance from the state government. So uh, what else should people know about this article?
1: Yeah, so um, the main number that jumps out to me here is the fact that between 2017 and 2021, um, Hillsdale's good or fair roads increased from 21% of roads in the county to over 50%. Um, That's a huge increase. They more than doubled. It was in really negative conditions before that. And local officials have been working together, um, the county and the city alike, to get these road repairs done.
0: What does Mayor Stockbird have to say about the conditions of the roads in Hillsdale?
1: So he really went into detail about this. Um, he discussed the state requirements for building new roads and how the local officials are still trying to live up to those requirements while they are coming up with creative local solutions to fund the projects. So, um, for instance, he talked about the need for um, putting in pipes of a certain quality. He said that rather than just repaving a road and then having to go back in a few years to replace the pipes, he's going to do it all at once. And so when the city works on these projects, they're really going all in and they're going to do as much as they possibly can in that area. So they don't have to deal with it again in the future. Um, and they're really trying to keep it from causing more problems.
0: All right, Logan, thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. You're listening to the Collegian Week in Review.
0: This is Lauren, and I'm here with Isabella Helms, a Collegian reporter, and she wrote an article about Hillsdale Community Thrift donating 15 bikes to Domestic Harmony. So, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining us today, Isabella. Of course. Uh, So, why don't you tell us a little bit about this article? Uh, First of all, like who at Hillsdale Community Thrift decided to help Domestic Harmony and then what is domestic harmony in the Mm -hmm. first place? Yeah,
2: of course. Um, so I originally reached out to Hannah. I believe her last name is Jordan, Hannah Jordan. Um, and she works for domestic harmony. Um, and I kind of just asked her like what really happened because I feel like it was kind of like, here, go ahead, find out the story. Like we know a bike went missing or a couple bikes went missing. Um, and after talking to her, I found out that one bike went missing. Um, but through, through a Facebook post, um, Missy Desjardins, who works for Hillsdale Community Thrift, um, found out about their need for more bikes. um, And then she (laughs) went straight to, um, you know, seeking donations from the community. Um, And next thing you know, she got a massive amount of bikes (laughs) donated. Like, I think it was 14 or 15, she said. Um, And also a bag of gear, too, which was really helpful. Um, And she donated that to Um, Domestic Harmony. And it's wonderful because I think a lot of the women rely on bikes um, for transportation around Hillsdale, Um, even though it's like a relatively small town. um, Not everybody has (laughs) access to cars. So the bikes are really significant for transportation, um, but also just for like fun family outings. I know there was she gave a couple examples um, of people who just went on bike rides as families. um, And that was really
0: impactful, too. So that's a little bit (laughs) <laughs> behind the scenes of what happened <laughs> was there anything significant about the timing of the donation of these bikes um i think
2: the it was kind of when they went missing it was just kind of random like it just happened um i think somebody used it and then just didn't bring it back as what i was under the impression of um but the i guess the significance of the timing was that she didn't um she didn't expect to get as many donations i think as she thought um, it was very, it was very telling of the community and how much, um, they kind of support and care for one another because she did get a pretty big, um, donation and it was really helpful in that way. Just being able to see the community care for one another. Um, and I think that's why she does the thing that she does and, you know, runs this nonprofit, uh, specifically Hillsdale Community Thrift, um, because Missy can see, um, she loves seeing God working through the community members and then the community members like, you know, taking care of each other in that way. So, um,
0: it was kind of God's timing, but it all worked out really well. So tell me a little bit more of what you learned about Hillsdale Community Thrift's, uh, work with nonprofits. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I was talking to Missy,
2: she said that, um, she, I think had previously worked for Salvation Army. Um, she was working and she found that, like a lot of the money that they were making from donations um was going to corporate and not necessarily um, going directly to the community. And so when she started kind of building Hillsdale thrift, um her her thing was that she wanted the money that she made um, through donations to stay within the community, um so that way it could you know help people out who needed it. um and she 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 loves her job. It's very clear. Um, And she's very big on seeing needs and filling them um, and kind of showing God's love through through feeling those needs um, and and loving and loving your neighbor, respectively. So I thought that was really cool because I didn't I didn't know that about Hillsdale Thrift necessarily. Um, But now I'm like, I'm going to go there all the time. (laughs) Go there all the time. I haven't bought myself like any clothes this this semester at all, and I'm like, I'm just gonna try to thrift as much as I can now.
0: And the headline of the story is the saying "See a need, fill a need." Do you mind explaining the significance uh, behind mm-hmm. this motto? Why mm-hmm. she really likes the saying? Yes. Um. So I kind of touched on it in my article a little
2: bit, but I think she she really loved this movie, this Disney movie called Robots. I haven't actually seen it. Um, But I've, you know, seen clips here and there. Um, But there's a line where it talks about like seeing a need and filling a need. Um, And that is how she like that line has always stuck with her. Um, And then she did some research behind like that quote. And I believe I can't remember her first name, but the last name is Peel. I think it's Elizabeth, Elizabeth Stafford Peel. Um is her full name, but she is the one who originally like came up with that quote. It's worded a little differently. Um, but so she has a plaque in her in her office that says, um, like something along the lines of seeing a need and filling a need. Um, and she really tries to, you know, have that be shown in everything that she does, um, for the community and everything that she tries to promote is is that specifically. So I really thought that was cool that she had a, a very like clear mission statement um and it's cool that it kind of just came up through watching a movie <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty pretty interesting um but yeah that was that was kind of what I gathered from that um she talked about a lot when she was when she was younger there was a specific instance where um she had seen I think a homeless person on the side of the street and was the sign said like we'll will work for food um and at the time I think she was getting her her room remodeled as a kid. Um, and she was like, Mom, like, why don't we just like give all this all the money that we're spending, like remodeling my room? Why don't we put that towards like helping this man out? And so I think I think it's something children see really, you know, easily is like, hey, this person needs help. But um, I think it's always been something that she's had an eye for. Um, and so I think it's cool that she's. Followed through with that just on a bigger level now.
0: And I understand that you also wrote an article about a trunk or treat that took place at the Hillsdale County Fairgrounds. Mm So tell us a little bit about that. How was the turnout? It was great. I did not expect
2: there to be as many people as there were. There was a very long (laughs) line of parents and kids. Um, But it was it was very like the people who had the trunks and had set up the event we um, were all dressed up. They had, like, they did the full nine yards. <laughs> they had all the candy. Um, they had bubble machines. I know some people had, like, fog machines. Um, and I know a lot of people purchased a ton of candy. <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, somebody packed, I think it was um, the County National Bank. Um, I believe they packed, like, 4,000 bags of candy for the event. They were really beautifully packaged. I was like, wow, this is <laughs> This is so much effort, Um, but they talked about how much they really enjoyed setting up for it and um, how it's totally a shift from being in the office all the time. It's kind of nice to have that creative outlet. Um, And I think the expressions on the kids' faces and the excitement makes it all all worth it.
0: All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Isabella. Mm -hmm. Of course.
1: Radio Free Hillsdale's The Collegian Week in Review continues.
0: This is Lauren, and I'm going to talk about one of our top stories this week. On the front cover of The Collegian uh, was a picture of me interviewing Melissa Davis, the director of library and archives at the George C. Marshall Foundation, located in Lexington, Virginia. The purpose of this interview was to learn more about the 1915 Hillsdale alumna, Elizabeth Smith Friedman. I am part of the uh, documentary filmmaking class, and we are making a documentary about this woman because her records were classified until 2008. So although she is uh, an American hero, she is one of the greatest people in American history, Hardly anybody knows about her, Uh, but hopefully with this documentary, we will shine a little bit of light on her. As I mentioned earlier, the Marshall Foundation is located in Lexington, Virginia, and thanks to a generous donor, we were able to have this trip sponsored by them. And so when we were at the Marshall Foundation, we got to look through a lot of Elizabeth Friedman's files. And so we saw a lot of cool things that gave us a deeper appreciation for her as a wife, a mother, a Hillsdale student, and as a spy. Some of the things that really stood out to us were her Hillsdale papers. We saw some of her English exams in blue books, and we also saw some essays that had professors' comments on them. And so that was really cool just to kind of see that she once uh, was where we are now. Although there has been a documentary made about her, um, it was a wonderful documentary sponsored by PBS. Uh, It was pretty much just a chronological story of her life. And the big difference between this documentary is that we're really going to relate a lot of things back to when she was a Hillsdale student and how Her time at Hillsdale influenced her throughout her life. We will also be focusing on her as a wife and mother. And we'll be talking about her relationship with her children and what that was like. And we really have a personal inside look because we had the chance um, to interview her grandson who lives in Tucson, Arizona. So a couple of the students in our class went to Virginia. And then the remaining students in our class, they went to Tucson, Arizona to interview her grandson. And so we'll have that to look forward to in the documentary. The premiere of this documentary, by the way, it's called Hillsdale Student, American Hero, How Elizabeth Smith Friedman Beat the Mob and Won the War. The premiere of it is going to be on November 9th in Plaster Auditorium at 7 p.m. You have been listening to the Collegian Week in Review on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm your host, Lauren Scott. You can find the Collegian online at hillsdalecollegian.com. .com or on Instagram and Twitter at hdalecollegian.com. Once again, you have been listening to the Collegian Week in Review on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.